What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Navigating the Cancer Maze with Grace Goller. Dealing with cancer is by no means easy to handle, but our program aims to make it easier through knowledge. Whether you've been recently diagnosed, are going through treatment right now, or are a survivor, our program will have points that you should hear. And by sharing our stories together, we'll make it truly a life-changing experience that you don't have to go through alone. Now, here is your host, Grace Scholar. Welcome to another edition of Navigating the Cancer Maze. I'm your host, Grace Gawler, and this week the show is coming to you from the lovely Black Forest in Germany. My Patients Without Borders tour is here at the moment in Germany with a group of patients from indeed all around the world. Those patients have come here to find treatments that are not available in their home country. Uh, They've come to find authentic hope and they've come to have an experience that will help them to navigate the cancer maze, reduce tumour loads and in some cases maybe even help bring about remission. And we've talked in the past quite a lot about the Hulvang Private Oncology Clinic on this show and we've interviewed some people involved with it. Today we'll be interviewing uh, three patients, Alan and two Peters, who are going to share their stories of what it's like being diagnosed with cancer and why they've chosen to come to Halvang and indeed the experience that they are having while they're here at the clinic. Now one of the key treatments that these patients have uh, come to Halvang for is to have treatment by one of the clinic's partners. Thomas Vogel, Professor Thomas Vogel, who is at the University Hospital in Frankfurt. Now, he's very famous for his delivery of certain drugs uh, rather than having chemotherapy systemically. He can put chemotherapy in through the femoral artery, through a tiny catheter. He can put dye then into the blood supply that's going into the tumour so it's highlighted. And he can make a very direct hit on a tumour. And he can do this by this method in a concentration of up to 100 times more what can be achieved if you use a therapeutic agent um, such as chemotherapy systemically. And the side effects of having this local chemotherapy are also very minimised. So we're going to hear a little bit today also from Professor Vogel about the sorts of treatments that he offers and as well we'll hear from these three patients who have had this treatment called TACE and uh, TACE is Transarterial Chemoembolization, quite a long name. Um, you've probably heard that before on the program and if you'd like any further information on this work please don't hesitate to give me an email institute at gracegawler.com or you can contact me through our website germancancertreatments.com and you can go to the contact page I'll be very happy to send you any information about Professor Vogel's work or about the work of the Halvan Clinic So, without further ado, it's over to hearing about some of the treatments from Professor Thomas Vogel. So from my research, I've read that your institute offers 10 interventional methods for treating cancer. Could you tell us about those methods, please? We are, if you try to to summarize the method we are using, we have on one hand the so-called thermal techniques, 
which means we are treating tumors by any types of heat or, or cooling. Mm -hmm. Heat means that we bring in the energy in tumors via laser fibers, via radio frequency, via microwave ablation, or by electroporization. Um, in addition, many patients have larger tumors, have tumors which are in several spots, and there we have a second main basis of our work, which is a vascular approach. We as a radiologist are trained to look out for any, every vessel leading to a, to a problem, which could be bleeding or tumor or injury, and um, so we have several methods treating cancer by the vascular network. We know that cancer growth will always mean that we have angiogenesis, which means the tumor is attracting vessels in order to get supply, and uh, we develop techniques where we go in, into the vascular network of the tumor and, and try to destroy the potential of the tumor to, to spread out or to grow via the vascular network. Mm. How many people are actually doing this type of work worldwide? Ten years ago with thermal ablation, um, there were only minor people doing that, minor number of people doing that. Now I think in many large universities, people are taking care of this field. This special medical field has now the term of interventional oncology, which means that interventional radiologists or oncologists are trying to approach tumors with these local techniques. Mm -hmm. So TACE is one of these. Would you be able to explain in detail to our listeners what is involved in a TACE procedure? First of all, TACE by definition means transarterial, T, A for arterial, C for chemo, and D is for, or E is for embolization, which means transarterial chemoembolization, a quite old technique which was developed for the treatment of primary liver cancer, a cancer which is very frequent in Italy, in Arabic countries, in, in China, in Asian countries. Um, and here the, the results have been showing that by treating cancer with local chemotherapy and combining with embolization is effective in liver-based cancers. We developed these techniques further by performing now combinations of chemoembolization and chemoperfusion. Perfusion means that we try to find uh, for each cancer of the patient specific drug combinations of chemotherapy which we are injecting into the tumor and by the following embolization we block the incoming blood in order that this incoming blood is not distributing the, the, the drugs to other places mm -hmm. in the tumor or in the body. Mm. And transpulmonary chemoembolization? Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, important step was from development of the liver and in the liver I would say we are now able to control <coughs> Sorry, at least for 7, sometimes 10, 12 or even 25 months uh, the, the cancer in the liver but what we have seen that the second problem is the lung so if we are able to control a cancer in the liver metastatic cancer in the liver then frequently later the lung cancer is starting lung metastasis and so on and this is why we transfer the technique of transarterial chemoembolization to the lung and this we call then the TPCE which means transpulmonary chemoembolization. We go via the pulmonary vessels into the cancer. Mm -hmm. And that brings me to my next question about mesothelioma. Uh, you seem to be one of the very few people in the world that have been having some success with treating this. What was the impetus um, that led you to this? Um, pleural mesothelioma, we have various forms, pleural mesothelioma, some very malignant ones, small cell, of course, this is an extremely aggressive tumor. It's extremely dangerous because we have a big field. The pleura is a big field, a big area like a football field, and in this field, uh, the cancer can spread out very easily and very frequently noticed very lately. Secondly, pleura comes along with asbestosis, chronic disease of the lung, and um, what we have seen and this is due to a very famous patient, in my eyes a very famous patient, uh, who um, called, contacted me about eight years ago because of a non-response to any form of a therapy and she heard about this type of embolization we are doing here and then the, she was the first patient we performed this transarterial chemoembolization of the pleural mesothelioma since that time we treated about more than 100 patients and 
have seen that also the tumor is very malignant. It cannot be cured, but we have been seeing in, in uh, quite a number of patients that we are able to control the disease, at least prolonging life with a good life quality. Mm -hmm. And perhaps there may be some things coming up in the future that will add to Absolutely. that. Yeah. Because we think that especially in these types of cancer with a vascular network, it makes sense to bring high concentrated drugs into the cancer. And with our techniques, we can increase the dose in comparison to a, a systemic chemotherapy of about um, yeah, 100 to 200%. Mm -hmm. So you started, what, eight years ago, you said. Mm -hmm. You've done clinical trials since. Mm -hmm. Are there outcomes as yet from those clinical trials, or is that still in progress? No, we have um, also published the data on the mesothelioma on more than 50 patients, and so we can show at least how long these patients are still surviving after all the standard uh, therapies um, had been at their end. Mm -hmm. So you're trying to add additional um, life to the patients, but with a good life quality. When you uh, began the trials, did you have any specific goals in mind yourself uh, for outcomes? I know there's always biases in, in research, but you were seeing these patients obviously in a lot of distress. So, yeah, yeah. What, what was your Of course, goal? as a radiologist, we are looking forward to see that if you treat the tumor, the tumor becomes smaller or less active. Interestingly, we have seen also in mesotheliomas or in liver cancer, secondary liver cancer, that also we are able to prolong the life. And of course, now we are intending studies, and some of these studies are running already, where we try to prove that principle. Mm -hmm. So how many mesothelioma patients would you treat in a year on average? Yeah. Uh, normally, we have uh, each treatment consists out of four courses with an interval of four weeks. And uh, we see about uh, new cancers, about um, 15 to 20, what we're treating per year. We get material for more than two or 300 patients, but most of them, uh, the cancer is far too progressed. Mm -hmm. If someone is listening today and they have mesothelioma, uh, what is the protocol? Um, you've just said the advanced patients don't do so well. What can someone do if they want to get in touch yeah. with you? What we are recommending is to write an email summarizing the uh, clinical data, summarizing the imaging findings, summarizing the previous therapies, and then we are looking at that, and then we are providing the patient or if you're a doctor or a relative or what else uh, with a, a possible treatment concept. Mm -hmm. In some patients, however, we have to say it's too late, we have no chance to do something. Mm -hmm. And I presume you get international patients coming for that treatment. Yeah. Okay, um, getting back to TACE, um, if you could just talk about the chemotherapy that's delivered and the dose that can be delivered and how that differs from systemic chemotherapy, which many, many people are terrified of these days from bad experiences of relatives and so forth from the past? I think it's a very important question. The question is, first of all, um, are the side effects comparable? Um, I think we can, for example, in, in many cancers, we can apply the same dose which is given to the whole body. We can apply locally into the cancer or the surrounding structures and if we are using the same dose, very concentrated, very localized, the amount of side effects is significantly less. Mm -hmm. Most of the patients can leave the hospital the same day. Most of them are within one, two days, they are recovering. We have some nausea sometimes, but we have not seen many really uh, heavy complications. Mm. That's very good news for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. The side effects are, are mm -hmm. a really big part of the problem. Um, if we could just talk a little bit now, too, about uh, liver cancer again, both primary and secondary. Uh, can you describe from your experience the success of patients that have been through your treatment um, and the advantages for anyone who has liver cancer to explore these as a first-line treatment? Mm -hmm. Okay, it depends. I, I would say I would divide my answer into two parts. first part is whether we dealing with a true liver cancer, which is called a hepatocellular carcinoma or a cholangiocarcinoma. And we have to differentiate these patients from patients with secondary liver cancer, which means liver metastasis from breast, colorectal cancer, or what else. If we look at the primary liver cancer, like hepatocellular carcinoma or cholangiocarcinoma, the main problem also is of the underlying liver disease. If a patient has an advanced stage of liver cirrhosis, we have problems in treating those patients. 
in hepatocellular carcinoma, there is nearly no systemic chemotherapy. There is a sort of a nip, maybe, and the same is in prolungal carcinoma. And that brings us the advantage of a localized intra-arterial chemotherapy in these patients. <coughs> the TACE or TRCP, where we are trying to control the tumors. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're just going to take a break now on navigating the cancer maze, and we'll be back shortly today talking with Professor Thomas Hoggle in Frankfurt. Thank you. Next- Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health and Wellness. Learn to navigate the cancer maze with trusted professionals in cancer health care. The Grace Scholar Institute, a not-for-profit organization with an established track record, a global clientele, and expertise in local and international referrals. The Institute's founder has almost 40 years' experience as a multidiscipline cancer strategist with a focus on finding options and implementing personalized care for cancer patients. The Gray Scholar Institute can help you navigate the cancer maze. Why not email the Institute today at institute at grayscholar.com or visit their website at grayscholarinstitute.com. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned into Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller. We'd love to hear from you today on our program. Please call us toll-free from North America at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. International callers may dial in to 480-553-5759. You may also send an email to institute at gracegoller.com. Now, back to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Welcome to another week of Navigating the Cancer Maze. I'm your host, Grace Gawler, and today I'm here with Alan, who is currently attending Halvan Clinic in Germany, and we're going to ask Alan a little bit about his story, and uh, he will be able to provide you, I hope, with some inspiration and some insights, because as we know on Navigating the Cancer Maze, we value the life stories of patients and how their life story can contribute to their recovery. Welcome to the show, Alan. Oh, thank you, Grace. Um, Alan, at the moment, how are you navigating the cancer maze? I think it's fair to say at the moment uh, I'm navigating a lot better than what I was even even a month or two ago. Um, my um, Since I've been here at Hallwang and, and just lo- learning about the processes here, I've understood that the... Um, the level of treatment and understanding here and the options available here are far greater than what uh, were available to me in Australia. And um, with your help, Grace, I've, um, I-, I think I've got a long way to go, but I feel as though I now have um, many more options and that um, uh, I feel as though now there's a path that I can follow that, that I think is, uh, is realistic and, and shows real promise. Fantastic. You've been uh, navigating this maze for quite some years, so uh, it's interesting to hear that now you were just at this place where you're almost sounding like you're beginning again. Yeah, that's true. I was first diagnosed in March of 2007, so we're talking you know, well over six years ago. Um, I have what's called a, a, neuro, a highly differentiated neuroendocrine cancer, which is... Um, a reasonably slow-growing um, cancer, and for a large part of that six years, I was reasonably symptom-free. Um, although I did get some pain on my my right abdomen, and, and, and that's the investigation of that pain was where I was first diagnosed via first uh, first hinted finding out that there was a, um, a diagnosis. Um, that I had this disease, and it. Um, the doctors at the time in Sydney were, were just happy to observe my condition. In fact, that was that was observation really for the first twelve months. Um, more recently, uh, and due, due, I think mainly due to some other stresses in my life, the cancer has started to be uh, more aggressive, and um, through a friend. Um, 
I heard about Grace and, and then did some research and uh, here I am today. Mm-hmm. Now you started, you had some treatments in Australia. Yes. Um, would you like to uh, just describe what those treatments are, particularly the most recent treatment that you've had? Okay. Because I think that is of interest. Yeah. Uh, up until about the last uh, month, my basic treatment has been um, really a, an injection once a month for a product called Sandostatin. And the basic effect of that is just to, to make my cancer slow grow, uh, which is slow growing by nature, to even make it slower. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't, wasn't seen as a cure. It was really about just trying to quieten down any, any movement in, in the cancer. So it was really, um, in my view now, it was really a, sub, a substandard um, idea about just trying to keep the cancer at bay as opposed to trying to really knock it over. Um, but more recently, um, I've qualified in Australia for a process called um, target radiation, and more, it's more specifically called Lutate 177. My um, my cancer receptors, cancer cell receptors, uh, attract um, a certain um, drug molecule, and um, they're able to attach radiation to those, to that particular drug, and that drug binds with my cancer cell. And um, I'm in the process of also having that treatment in Australia, and I've had a first treatment um, that shows real promise as well. So um, I'm here at Hallwang, sort of doubling up efforts to, in between cycles of that uh, that therapy. But um, uh, the doctors here think think that it's a great idea that I'm doing that work in Australia as well. Mm, that's fantastic too. Um, the outcomes that uh, you've had so far here, is there anything that you could talk about? And in particular, uh, we have had Professor Vogel, Professor Thomas Vogel on the show before, and he does a, ter- a therapy called TACE, yes. and you have had that therapy. Yes. Um, could you tell our listeners a little bit of an experience of TACE, how it was for you? Um, taste was basically, uh, it's probably a little complicated for me to explain, but it, 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 it's basically uh, the, the Professor Vogel is, is able to uh, go up through the femoral artery and, and inject, uh, I have liver, liver mets and he's able to go directly into the liver via a catheter and, and, and um, deposit um, chemotherapy, which is, um, we know my cancer is uh, particularly vulnerable to, and um, that's basically a uh, an outpatient procedure um, at uh, the the Frankfurt University, and uh, I think it's called the Frankfurt Hospital University. And um, I have to see him again before I go back, and um, he's fairly comfortable that he can help me with my liver, and he can also I have enlarged lymph nodes around the pancreas, and he's. Um, he also treated those on my first visit, and when we go back, I think in a few days, we'll be able to see the outcome of those first of that first treatment. Mm, I was actually with you for that treatment, and uh, it might be worthwhile also describing how you were able to uh, lie there, and uh, how did you feel actually seeing your tumours and the catheter going into the tumours, the chemotherapy in a way you've probably never seen your tumours before, in real time. Mm. How, how was that experience? Uh, I, I was probably trying to understand and get some feedback from Professor Vogel about um, what exactly what he was doing at the time. I'm one of those guys that likes to try and understand things as best I can. and, and, and um, So I was able to ask him, I was fully, um, apart from um, a small amount of relaxation, Infusion. I think they gave me as I was getting prepared for Professor Vogel. I was fully, uh, fully awake, and I was able to speak with him as he was as he was actually doing the procedure in real time, and he was giving me feedback as what as to what he was doing, and could show me exactly what he could see. and And while uh, uh, I can't pretend to understand it with his with his understanding, I was able to get a very good sense of what he was doing, and that gave me. Um, 
even greater confidence in, in, in the procedure. Mm, good. Um, also, Alan, we've been doing quite a bit of psycho-oncology work already since we've uh, been here. Is there anything particular uh, for yourself that um, has, has come to the forefront of something like you need to address in your life? Mm. Uh, when you go back into your other life after you leave Halvang, mm. uh, what are you going to take back into that life that's different than when you left Australia? Um, I tend to have a very busy life. I, um, I've still got two reasonably young boys um, who keep us pretty busy. Uh, I'm also involved in different businesses. Um, but what I've realised is that for me I need to um, I need to get back into experiencing more joy in my life and getting back to what my passions are and they're basically being outdoors and and, and, and doing quite a bit of fishing um, I've got no real excuses I actually do have a, a boat that I can go fishing on so there's, uh, there's no excuses for me apart from the fact that I've fallen out of the habit of giving my time, of giving myself that, that pleasure and that's one thing I need to address, um, well that's one thing I plan to address when I get back to Sydney fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. So stress you would indicate then has been an important uh, think, part of the walkway? Yeah, I, th I think, um, I think uh, in prior to 2007 when I was first diagnosed, I think one or two years before that I had a very stressful existence um, and I think that was involved in business and I, my belief is, is that that was probably a major contributor to my condition today. I think it's just an overload of stress where I was just really running, running on adrenaline 24-7 and uh, while I thought I was addressing that at the time, uh, looking back now, um, I think it was just a, a, a stress head, as, as people refer to it as, and I think I was just really running and running my adrenals down. And so um, I now know that, you know, a lot of stress is unhealthy and, and um, part of my plan going back to Sydney too is just to reduce my stress levels. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> Um, since you've been at Halvang, it's quite a different sort of hospital. Mm. Um, what are some of the key things that you'd say that you'd notice here uh, if you compared it to perhaps hospitals in, in other places? Um, I think really just the calibre. The calibre of the people. And obviously you are paying a fee to be here and, and, and um, it's not a small fee to be here. But you are getting... Um, a lot of attention, um, you're getting a lot of focus um, and the staff, all the staff that I've come across in the last week or so have been magnificent from e even the people that um, do your laundry, they're very helpful, they'll come do it and they'll have it back to you within the same day. Um, the people in the kitchen that prepare our food, they're quite flexible and will something in particular you don't like, they'll, they'll rearrange the meal for you on the spot and do your things like that. Uh, the, the nursing staff, who you see every day for different treatments, are first class. And then, you, of course, you've got the doctors, the oncologists and so forth, who are, um, in, in my mind, sort of world-leading edge. So uh, from the top down, I think it's, um, it's an amazing experience. And, and um, really, I, I, I mean, while well, I've only been here for about a third of the time, I can see already this um, This is a place that uh, I think is well, well worth visiting for anyone that's in, looking, for a, looking to get on top of their cancer. Mm. And we've been dialoguing for quite some time too before you actually uh, Yes, came. yes. It's, it's obviously a big decision to uh, make. It is. It's a big decision to make to come from Sydney to Germany uh, for a month um, and and my wife, as I mentioned before, we have two boys. My wife um, is still in Sydney and she was very apprehensive about me coming over here by myself. Um, but I think one of the major reasons I was able to do that was because I came with Grace as part of a group on a medi, what's called a medi tour. And um, so Grace is with you, she's understanding the process. She knows the doctors, she knows uh, Professor Vogel 
she knows the, the procedures that you go through on a daily basis. Uh, Grace was actually in in in, in uh, with me when I was with, on the table with Professor Vogel. Um, she she sits with me when I talk with the the, the senior oncologist here, Dr. Kopic, and um, apart from that, she's a. Uh, she helps on a day-to-day basis with not just the medical work, but um, she was also very good at helping you with the, um, the mind, body, spirit work that goes along with, with the healing package. So uh, I think it's fair to say without Grace, I, I wouldn't be here. Hmm, thank you, Erlen. I'll look forward to interviewing you uh, perhaps towards the end of the year. Yes. <laughs> uh, on Navigating the Cancer Maze, and uh, we might have some good news by that time. Yes, yes, I'm, I'm confident that, uh, I'm confident that we'll have some um, some good news to tell. Um, but all I can say to anyone that may be listening is that uh, you need to um, you need to consider your options carefully. Uh, and I would look at this this hallway clinic and and Grace as a as a serious possibility. Thanks, Alan, and we wish you well with your healing. Thank you, From, from uh, now on, for sure. Thank you. We'll be back shortly on Navigating the Cancer Maze. Don't go away. We have another patient here from Halvan who we'll be speaking with shortly. A healthy dialogue for your lifestyle. Voice America Health & Wellness. Nestled in the heart of Germany's Black Forest is a very special clinic where breakthrough cancer medicine is offered to cancer patients around the world. Hulvang Private Oncology Clinic is one of the leading establishments in biological cancer therapy. The clinic offers personalized cancer medicine, including genetic testing for detecting and applying targeted treatments. The clinic's ethic is to deliver treatments that are as conventional as necessary and natural as possible. For your personalized cancer treatment, please contact the clinic via their website at www.hulvang-clinic.com. That's H-A-L-L-W-A-N-G dash clinic dot com. Or call us in Germany at 490-7443-964240. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned into Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller. We'd love to hear from you today on our program. Please call us toll-free from North America at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. International callers may dial in to 480-553-5759. You may also send an email to institute at gracegoller.com. Now... Back to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Welcome back to Navigating the Cancer Maze. I'm your host, Grace Gawler, here today with a few patients who are at the Halvang Private Oncology Clinic in Germany. And we are looking at patients' experiences, as we often do on this show, hearing their stories and hearing their stories of survival and their quest for healing. Now, today I have with me Peter, and uh, welcome to the show, Peter. Good afternoon, Grace. And Peter's going to share with you some of his story, and perhaps we could start, Peter, with uh, my asking you, at this point in time, the show's called Navigating the Cancer Maze. Yes. At this point in time, how are you navigating the maze? Well, uh, what's going on, Grace, is I'm having a huge amount of success in that navigation upon my arrival here at Hallwang, which was eight days ago, because quite simply I've been involved now since 2012, March 2012, on a local basis back home, but since my arrival here in the last eight days, it has opened up a huge, uh, very positive explanation of the facts, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I learn something new every day, and it's been a huge uptake in uh, just the little bit of treatment we've done so far with a lot more in front of us. It has been a huge success in my my eye. And can you just tell us a little bit about what you are dealing with? And uh, I know there's a possibility that 
your particular cancer might have started through, um, you know, being exposed to chemicals and mm. um, farm chemicals. Uh, so could you enlighten everybody as to what you are dealing with at the moment? Most certainly. Uh, my short case history is uh, I'm 53 years of age. I was picked up in March of 2012. It's a, uh, a high-grade and a low-grade infection of the lower right lung, of a high and low-grade infection, which we've had a chemotherapy program carried out on last winter of 2012 with quite a bit of success and uh, followed up by a radiotherapy program in November of 2012 but upon arrival of the Christmas New Year period, there has been no substantial decisions or treatment gone forth of that. And with, since that time frame, what's occurred is that we've had success with the treatment of the low grade, but the high grade breakaway from the lung has spread to the liver and to the lower back. And that's where we've got into uh, an, a no-win situation with our local treatment uh, basis there. Mm. What inspired you actually to come to Halvan? I was lucky enough to be able to come in contact with an ex-patient of Halvan, courtesy of Grace and Pip, and I was able to have a very good discussion with that person whom enlightened me enormously on the differing form of treatment as opposed to our local treatment back home. And uh, it, it was then that everything went forth from there, insofar as our uh, contact with Grace and Pitt, the Gawler Foundation, and hence our arrival here at Halloween. Right, yeah, with the Gawler Institute. Gawler Institute. <laughs> Gawler Institute, yeah. Gawler Foundation's a bit different. That's oh, right. Um, so this person that you met, you obviously found them very inspiring and... Uh, that sort of led you on with the challenge. Tell us about, um, I think hope's a really interesting thing because it's so easy to lose hope. Yes. And you might have been at a stage where that was actually happening for you. Could you just kind of give us a little insight of, of what that felt like when you met this person and they'd had their recovery and their recovery now has been three years mm -hmm. from a very, very serious situation. Um, can you uh, explain that? Yes, Grace, uh, quite simply, I had been sent out the door by Western Medicine of where I was being treated to go home and make my own decision on, on what to do. In other words, I, I'm not at all of a medical background and didn't know what, how or why to react for, the, for a start, but I was lucky enough to meet up with this person some four or five days later and it just completely opened the floodgates. I have, since meeting that person, have not lost focus of uh, the logistics of what we've had to go to get to here, but that has completely refocused me on there is a positive outcome uh, in store and that, that positive outcome was available to all of us. Hence, uh, if we can just be focused on that immediate uh, light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, I mean, you are one of the more naturally optimistic and positive people, I think, that, mm. uh, that I've seen a lot of people who have cancer really struggle. And I think if you have that in the actual background of your nature, it's certainly a lot easier, especially when there's an opportunity that's mm. uh, being presented. Now, you've also uh, been to see Professor Thomas Vogel at Frankfurt University Correct. Hospital. Um, can I, I asked Alan this as well, who was uh, in our previous interview, about how it actually felt being on that table, being able to look up and see yourself in real time, see your insides in real time, and actually see the blood vessels going into the tumour and then someone who could actually do that local treatment to the tumour. What did that feel like? I mean, that's not a usual experience that a patient has. No, no. I, I was infatuated. I'll be honest, for the first couple of minutes, I couldn't look at the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I simply couldn't. But uh, I'd been lucky enough, I, I had some 10 years earlier, I'd had a catheter implant done on a completely separate identity. And I was able to then tune in, but once again, due to the presentation of the facts here, 
uh, via the, the, the whole way and Professor Vogel, everything was very beautifully laid out as in how it was to be presented and carried out and I got very interested at the more that we went into that treatment there and before I knew it I was, could I say, momentarily in the heat of the moment enjoying it and, and <laughs> I was able to focus on the screen after having said uh, very shortly two minutes ago that I couldn't focus for a start but I could in the finish and enjoyed it immensely. Mm -hmm. Grace. Great. Um, since you've been here at the clinic, uh, you've met a lot of other people that are going through the same situation. Uh, you've probably been fairly isolated, in fact, uh, back home in Australia in terms of like having support other than your family mm. um, or friends. Yes. And now you're with a, a whole bunch of strangers here and some of them are pretty sick and they're all going through the various treatments. What have you got to say about that? How's that impacted you? It, it has impacted me greatly in the fact that each case in the cancer maze, shall we say, is just infatuating how there is no two cases anywhere near the same and the treatment as such is no, no two ways are the same and how it's just so carried out to uh, such a program that is so successful in a broad sense of the word and I do get a lot of... Uh, I, I enjoy listening to people with their problem and me being a lay person, not a medical person, I can, I can relate to a degree and I, I, I sympathise with them and I get a lot of satisfaction out of just simply speaking with those, that, that, that group of people and, and drawing upon it and using it as a group, use it as a positive to say we're all in this together and we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. um, just backtracking a little bit, before cancer, um, when you were actually then diagnosed with cancer, that period of time that you uh, had there, how did that feel to you? What does it feel like to be someone who's walking around one day, everything's wonderful, mm -hmm. and then the next day, you, your life has just changed, mm -hmm. it's changed its focus, its direction, and you know you're up for a challenge. Tell us a little bit about what that's like. That's a very good question, Grace. Uh, it was quite a shock, naturally. Um, but I, I, I did for the first 48 hours after I found out, I sat in the lounge room chair at home and it would take me 30 minutes to make myself a cup of tea. So after 48 hours of that, I thought, this is no good. We've got to somehow get up and running with this and uh, from there, it's been uh, a good term, as we said earlier. It's been a maze and an amazing journey, and still is a very amazing journey. Uh, I got an initial shock, but I've kept myself occupied and not let that steer me. I steer myself through the maze. I steer myself around that corner and around that bend and over that bridge, and when we get to the next bridge, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. So I remain in control of the steering wheel, and uh, that's how I approach it. Mm -hmm. What kinds of things do you think you'll be taking home from Halvan, and what things might change when you go home? Uh, the love and support of, uh, of Halvan itself will remain with me forever and a day. Pip and Grace will be a great part of uh, my recovery, uh, I can see here quite clearly and more importantly is that the family at home they were right behind me they're not out here obviously with me they were right behind me in full support of what we're undertaking at the moment and they will remain as such the focus of why we're here and it's going to be quite successful in that insofar as that outcome there they're going to be pretty proud of what they see. Mm, I think you'll be pretty proud of what you're achieving too. Mm. I can see the uh, differences mm. already. And uh, like I said with Alan, I'd love to have you uh, back on the show, mm. even travel to your hometown if necessary. Yes. And uh, we'll see what's happening for you in a few months' time because yeah. you've got a great attitude and uh, you've now got some very good armoury with the treatments here. Yes. 
your heads together yes. and you're seeing some results already. So. Yes, that's true, Grace. Some, been some very good results just in the last 48 hours and we're I'm less than one third of the way through my, well, not even, approximately one third of my way through my treatment and, and I'm, I just can't wait to get at it quick enough. <laughs> Great. Thanks for coming on the show today. I think it's really wonderful when you can share your story with so many people. Thanks. I wish you all the best with your uh, current and future healing. Okay. Thanks for your time, Grace. Thanks, Peter. Don't go away. We'll be back with more of Navigating the Cancer May shortly. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. Listen each week to Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller, from the Grace Goller Institute, as she interviews cancer medicine experts, researchers, allied health professionals, patients, and caregivers. Navigating the Cancer Maze provides you with information, education, inspiration, and a toolkit that will equip you wherever you are and whoever you are to effectively navigate your way through the cancer maze. The Grace Scholar Institute also provides ebook resources. Be inspired. Be empowered. Visit the Institute's website at www.gracegollarinstitute.com or email institute at gracegollar.com. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. are tuned into Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller. We'd love to hear from you today on our program. Please call us toll-free from North America at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. International callers may dial in to 480-553-5759. You may also send an email to institute at gracegoller.com. Now, back to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Hello again, Grace Goller here. We're back with Navigating the Cancer Maze. And this time we have another Peter. We had a Peter in the last segment of the show. Um, we have a different Peter this time who's here visiting Halvan Clinic um, with his wife. And welcome to Navigating the Cancer Maze, Peter. Thank you, Grace. Um, Peter, how are you navigating the cancer maze at the moment, and and what's actually brought you here to Halvan to seek help? Um, well, the cancer maze is exactly what it is. Um, a lot of information out there, and not sure which way to go with it. Um, since uh, being here, it's a lot clearer, a lot more explained to me how how it works, and. Um, yeah, feel good about about where I'm heading now. Great. What um, what actual cancer are you dealing with uh, to, for the listeners to know? Um, plural mesothelioma. Mm -hmm, asbestosis. Yeah. yeah. Um, diagnosed a year and a half ago. Yeah. Mhm. Mm um, so yeah. You had treatment I, for that in Australia. I had yeah. I had uh, four months of chemo in Australia, and then a a break of three months and then another four months of systemic chemo and um, decided there has to be a better way mm -hmm. from uh, from the damage you know it does to you. So how did you hear about Halvan mm -hmm. Clinic in the first place? What was the lead that you took? Um, I heard about uh, Dr Vogel's taste treatment and then got on to the uh, Gawler Institute and then which led me on to our Halvan Clinic. Mm -hmm. And you've been here a week now. <laughs> Lots happened in a week. Yeah. Could you talk about some of the things that actually have happened to you since uh, you've been here in terms of um, treatments? Um, it's been a busy week. Um, I've had uh, a lot of infusions. Um, I've had uh, chemo. Uh, injected directly into the tumour and I've been up to see uh, Dr Vogel with his uh, taste treatment. How was that? Um, it was good. It wasn't um, a little bit nervous to begin with. Once it's done, it's it's easy. I'm, I'm back there to do it again. And uh, I've asked uh, Peter and Alan who I've interviewed uh, on the show previously before your interview, how was it to actually see yourself in real time 
on the screen. Even if you weren't sure what you were looking at, it, I think it's a fairly uh, amazing experience. Um, yeah, yeah, you can uh, you can have a look on the screen, it's a big screen, and um, yeah, with his with what he's doing, whether you choose to or not, it's up to you. But um, he's a very skillful operator. Yeah. Mm. Now you're here with your wife. Um, What's it like sort of coming to a place like this with your partner and, and being a part of a group experience? And uh, how's that sort of starting to impact? I'm not sure whether you've left lots of friends and uh, family at, at home, you know, whether you've got a big support network. But what's it like being in this network? Um, this network's good. I've come with my wife, you know, a lot of support. But even if you were to come on your own, the, the group really uh, gels together all, all on the same level. And um, and it, it works, yeah, very good. Good. Yeah. We're talking any outcomes for you at the moment that you know about, or is it too early days to do that? Um, early days. Early Just days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, it it feels good. It feels right. So um, yeah, still positive. Good. Um, when you go back home, are there any things that you've learned even this far and? In the week, we've had several um, workshops, you've had your several treatments. Anything that's sort of standing out to you that you might change when you get home? Um, yeah, yeah, the uh, relaxation and breathing techniques and um, just a lot of knowledge, a lot more knowledge than I had of um, how different parts of the cells and cancer works um, within the body. Mm -hmm. Thanks to our special guests today on Navigating the Cancer Maze, Professor Thomas Vogel, Alan and our two Peters. If you'd like to follow through with any other information regarding cancer treatments in Germany, please contact me, institute at grayscaller.com or check out our websites, germancancertreatments.com or grayscaulerinstitute.com. I'd also like to point out an article of mine that's just been published in Positive Health Online, which is a UK um, international journal. It's called Streamlining Cancer Treatments, Choosing the Best of Complementary and Conventional Medicine. Have a great week. We'll be back next time with Navigating the Cancer Maze. Thank you again for listening to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Please join your host, Grace Goller, again next Friday at 12 noon, U.S. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember, cancer is not something you have to face alone. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.